0: It is not meant to be a substitute for a relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Hey y'all, thanks so much for joining me for session 44 of the Therapy for Black Girls podcast. Today's episode focuses on another topic that many of you said you wanted covered, perfectionism. For today's episode, I am joined by Bianca Hughes. Bianca is an associate professional counselor in Atlanta, Georgia. She specializes in perfectionism, helping people embrace their imperfections and authentically be themselves. She helps clients work through concerns of self-worth, unhealthy relationships, identity, or feeling overwhelmed. Her approach within therapy is direct but open, meeting clients where they are, providing them freedom to change when they're ready. She believes in empowering and equipping people with skills, tools, and resources they can utilize for life. In addition, her passion is to eliminate mental health stigmas, which are prevalent within the Black community. Bianca and I discussed what perfectionism is, where it comes from, and tips and strategies you can use to create realistic expectations and feel more comfortable being your authentic self. Here's our conversation. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Bianca.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here, Joy.
0: No, I am incredibly excited to have you here because this has been a very highly requested episode and I knew exactly who I wanted to bring on to talk about this. So we are going to be chatting about perfectionism today. Um, so can you start by kind of giving us a definition of what perfectionism
1: is? Yes. So I have kind of created my own um, and just keeping it really simple. But basically it's um, a continuous and exhausting cycle of trying to be enough. Um, a big thing, um, you know, people talk about perfectionism or perfectionist and trying to be perfect. But it's just, and I always want to highlight it's continuous because of course we're always going to want to do our best, but it's that continuous cycle of trying to be enough and you never feel like you are enough or doing enough.
0: Mm, yeah. I mean, and just you talking about it, it sounds like an exhausting kind of thing. Like if it's a continuous kind of thing.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. And that's what that perfectionism is. And I always want to highlight to people that it's not a person. So I don't really use the term perfectionist because I don't like to label people. And so I use the term perfectionism and it is a belief, okay? It's a belief of I can do enough, I can be perfect or um, I can be enough and I can prove to people. So it's that belief that if I do enough and prove enough, I'll be perfect. um, I will be loved. which will lead me on to the deep-seated thing of it's all about wanting to be accepted as well and um, it often stems from the deep thing of rejection so i'm gonna do everything i can to be enough do enough so i won't be rejected Mm,
0: okay so you already touched on it a little bit can you talk more about where this need to be perfect comes from
1: yeah um so the root issue is always, you know, I'm a someone who always looks at the root. How did this start? Where did this come from? And it comes from rejection. Okay. So I'm gonna do everything I can do to be perfect, to be accepted, which is normal. We wanna be accepted, okay? Um, because we're designed for relationships. But the whole idea is I don't wanna be rejected because once I'm rejected um, I experience a deep loneliness, a deep pain, um, and I'm going to feel like I'm disconnected. And of course, as um, humans, we're all wired for connection, and so the fear of us being disconnected, um, not which comes from not being accepted, is huge. So, in order to avoid that pain um, and not experience that, we're going to do everything we can to be perfect, um, because we believe being perfect is the only way we're going to be accepted. Unfortunately, a lot of it comes from family um, and things and expectations of family. Um, You know, of course, being compared to other people in the family, either wanting you to excel um, or other people at school, make sure you do better than so-and-so, look what grades they have. And um, we experience a lot of shame sometimes in our families, unfortunately. And so because that hurts, we don't ever want to experience that again.
0: So how early are we talking about this, Bianca? You know, because I'm thinking like to my four-year-old who will like sometimes be on the playground and say some things like, um, you know, like so-and-so didn't want to play with me. Or mm-hmm. so surely it's not like one or two instances of like somebody not wanting to play with you. Like what kinds of things are we really looking at in terms of like history um, like how many rejections or like, what kind of pattern of rejection are we really looking at before we see like some kind of perfectionistic kinds of tendencies develop?
1: Well, you know, it's so funny. I was talking to my friend the other day and, um, her daughter I think is eight or nine and she's starting to see it in her door. So often you'll see like, I got to keep on doing my work. It's not good enough. So I'm going to rub it out and well oh, sorry rub it <laughs> erase it out excuse me guys that's my <laughs> <English>. <laughs> I'm going to erase it out okay <laughs> um, because it's it's not enough so but it's a continuous thing of hearing those slight words and not being even though we experience some form of rejection we also have to be reassured that we're okay in that and so there's that b- big need for approval so it's You know, sometimes it can just even happen once, to be quite honest with you, if we're not being approved also in that moment. So, you know, I hear people saying, oh, you know, you're never going to amount to anything. And of course, you have to remember as children, we kind of know this, but cognitively as children, they don't know how to process that as we do as adults. So even though sometimes children are really resilient, sometimes they take things to heart and that's who they are. So it also depends on the makeup of the person as well.
0: So something else you said, Bianca, um, you know, sometimes parents will kind of unknowingly kind of instill some of this and talking about like, Oh, I want you to have better grades than so-and-so or you have to be like your big sister who, you know, has really good grades or has done all of these amazing things. Mm -hmm. And I, that makes me think of, you know, like culturally, um, you know this whole idea that black people have to work twice as hard to get half the amount of accomplishment and achievement as other people. Um, So do you think that there are some cultural pieces that might make this more prevalent especially for black women?
1: Oh, yes, yes. So, <laughs> as women in general yes and then of course you know you know, we're talking about all these different um, me too and and, and how women are treated and, and, and seen as objects in general as a woman. And now to add on the race thing. Yes. It's huge. Okay. I'll give you an example of me. Like I'm a first of many first going to college, first getting a master's first doing this. Oh, you're, you know, and there's this expectation and this pressure for you to do better, even better than your family members or some people it's, They might already have doctors in their family, so they have to perform the same way. But there's always this expectation of you have to do better. You have to prove yourself and to prove that you are worthy and prove that you are valuable. It's not enough that you're just a human being, which is the basic standards, that you're valuable and you're worthy because you're a human being. No, it has to be even more than that. And that's exhausting.
0: Absolutely. I mean, that's kind of what we talked about in the beginning. Like the fact that it's a continuous kind of thing that you're always kind Mm -hmm. of thinking about how I could be doing better Mm -hmm. or not even able to kind of celebrate what you currently finished because you're already thinking about the next thing that needs to be done.
1: Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) That doesn't mention things like um, the strong black woman. Mm I mean, you know, I. You know you just cannot be strong all the time this is just not possible and there's this expectation that we're strong and we're fearless and all that and yes we are but you know what we always have also have moments of weaknesses and um we don't always ask for help as women black women when we need to we wait until it's really 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 bad And if we do ask for help, then we now lose that expectation of us being that strong black woman. That is a big thing. And I think the other one is the angry black woman. So then we have to prove that we're not the angry black woman, Mm. you know? So these Mm -hmm. two things that keep coming at us, that's, you know, we're trying to fight against these image, not to mention all the stuff that our parents have told us. So we've got these coming at us at different angles. Um, not trying to be a statistic or whether that's single mother unwed mother um, all those things that come into it then if you are also religious then you have those expectations so you know you see what we've just got so much coming at us as black women not just to mention as women Right. And it really feels like
0: um, no matter what you do, a lot of times there is another expectation, right? So yes. you go to school and you get all these degrees and then the questions are, well, when are you going to be married? And then when you're married, when are you going to have kids? And then when are you going to yes. have the next kid? You know, so <laughs> yes. I mean, so it it feels like every time you hit one of these markers, then there is another marker that people expect you to yes. to, to meet.
1: And unfortunately... I think it's starting to change now but i don't know about you joy but i don't remember anyone telling me you know what just celebrate Mm -hmm. you know versus okay when's the next thing and i'm having to learn and teach my um, clients to celebrate the small things i don't care if you just made your bed today can you celebrate something you know can we take time and celebrate our master's degree before trying to get our PhD? (laughs) Right.
0: Right. But I think a part of that comes with the fact that it's an expectation, right? So if people expect you to do something, then it's not really a cause or a celebration because it's what you're expected to do.
1: Yeah. 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 And, um, you know, you're talking about expectations. That's a big thing that I talk about is realistic expectations. Um, Mm. Because often with the perfectionism, the expectations are unrealistic. And so when we're still constantly trying to reach um, unrealistic expectations, we feel worthless. You know, we feel inadequate. Mm -hmm. But we never stop to look at if our expectations are realistic. We just look at the fact that we didn't achieve them.
0: Right, right. Yeah. So so that kind of takes us into my next question, which is what does perfectionism look kind of in everyday life? Like how would somebody know that they are actually struggling with perfectionism?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So sounds like this in our heads. I'm not doing enough. Everyone is so much further along than me. Um, if I do it perfectly, I will feel better. Um, and another big one, other should. I should not feel this way. Um, I should be so much further along than I am um, look, I should not have made that mistake if only i didn 't do this way do it this way, I would have been so much better. Those are the some of the things that we kind of sound it sounds like in our in our head um to ourselves um, It also looks like. In our everyday life, there might be some um often procrastination. Oh my gosh, people don't think that procrastination has to do with perfectionism. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does because the way that works is um because you want it to be perfect the first time and you don't want to make a mistake, often you don't even start. And that's where the procrastination comes in. That's huge with perfectionism. Um Also, looks like we kind of talked about the unrealistic expectations um, in our everyday life. A big one, social media, constantly comparing yourself to people on social media, whether they're your friends um, in relationships, having kids, getting jobs, being successful in business, whether people are smiling. And I always have to remind people, you know, this is like a two second picture a one second picture that's probably taken 20 times (laughs) right (laughs) and so there's that comparison is so huge if you find you're constantly um comparing yourself another big one um which i find sometimes i do this is i don't have enough time and so we limit what we're able to do um because i'm not having enough time yeah Oh, and another big one is your task list. Your task list is endless and never seems to get finished and is is another big one. Yeah.
0: Okay. So having this long list of tasks that you have to get done, but then you can't make it through the task because you're taking so much time trying to be perfect at completing a task. Mm
1: -hmm. Okay. But your list was probably too long in the first place. Right.
0: Going back to that unrealistic (laughs) expectation
1: yeah okay and there's also there's a sense of sorry um inadequacy Mm -hmm. yeah i'm feeling inadequate i feel lonely or overwhelmed overwhelmed is a big one Mm -hmm. feeling overwhelmed
0: yeah and it feels like that might lead back to the um procrastination piece that you said like if i feel like i'm kind of inadequate in approaching this task then that makes it less likely that i want to start it
1: yes Mm -hmm. yes yes
0: okay okay So what is the solution for some of this, Bianca? Like, (laughs) how are you working with your clients um, to kind of help to manage some of these perfectionistic tendencies?
1: Yeah, so one of the things, um, my focus is on embracing your imperfections and authentically being you. Mm -hmm. Um, And so with that, my big thing is teaching people to kind of embrace who they are with all those mistakes, imperfections, all that, beautiful mess is what i like to call it and just finding out who they are in the midst of that because the focus has been so much on um trying to be perfect and what other people want that sometimes they often lose a sense of who they are and when i mean who they are i mean what are your characteristics are you kind are you thoughtful not what you do which is their role um, regardless you know if they're a mom or a sister or a worker but just who are you as a person without all of these labels without all of these expectations who are you and so how can we start to embrace that and so what I always kind of emphasize is honesty with self um, sometimes we realize that something's off we feel off our patterns are off we got unhealthy behavior but we keep going anyway cause we hope that it's going to get better. So the first thing is being honest with myself and saying, okay, there's something going on. Something's not right. Um, and I need help. And so what I do then is constantly, I'm always, um, talking through my clients, um, and just asking them questions. Um, that's one of my superpowers is mm-hmm. asking questions. So things like, okay, what does this say about me? You know, when you're about to do something, what does it say about me? What does it say about who I am? Why is it so important? Simple things like getting people to write things down. We don't write. And um, I always say, you know, when you take the time to stop and write things down, then you start to think more clearly. You don't feel so overwhelmed. So sometimes, okay, if I'm going to make a decision, let me actually write out the pros and cons versus it being in my head because now that begins to make things clear. Now I'm starting to uh, make decisions. I teach clients about boundaries. Boundaries is so huge. Um, And that means saying no to other people, that might be even being saying no to myself. So that's another big thing um, that I teach them is just boundaries, you've got to have boundaries. And then um, also asking your questions about your expectations. Are they realistic? Are they realistic for me? Are they realistic to other people? And then one big thing I'd like to teach is on self-compassion because we tend to be so hard on ourselves. I'm not good enough. I'm a failure. Um, I can't believe I made all these mistakes. I teach people how to be gentle, kind and loving towards themselves Um, and start to embrace who they are as a person and their strengths and um, teach them about the power of vulnerability. Like, you know, I often hear people talk about the negative emotions and positive, And for me, there is no difference in emotion is an emotion, but people have a hard time and um, sharing what they call negative emotions, like sadness, um, hurt, because they sense that it's weak. Well, actually when you start being honest with yourself, saying how you feel, saying what you need, then you get so much more power than you actually think. I think that's, That's key as well.
0: So something you mentioned, Bianca, Mm -hmm. that made me think, um, would somebody who struggles with perfectionism really be able to gauge whether an expectation was realistic or not? Like how would you help them to gauge whether something was realistic?
1: Yeah. So at the beginning, no. Mm -hmm. Um, That is very hard. But um, the first thing I would ask is like, well, well, where did this come from? Where did the idea come from? Um, And asking them, do you think there's any possible other way? Have you seen anyone else do it? And so in asking questions, for me, it stops and makes people think um, at different ways of looking at things in different experiences. And if you, and you know, and I always give examples of, well, who, who, where did you learn that from? And then they'll tell me and I'm like, okay, well, the person that learnt, you learned that from or who told you this, what do you think about that person? And the reason I them that, because I always want to know, is this a healthy source that you're getting your expectations from? Because if it's not, and then they're like, oh, I never thought about it like that. So I find breaking down the questions, finding out where did these expectations come from and are there any alternatives stops and make people think, does it always make them change straight away? No, absolutely not. But then they come back and they'll be like, oh, yeah, you know that thing that you said like three months ago? And I say, yes. I say, oh, I see it now. So I think that's a big thing for us as therapists as well, not to expect our clients to change straight away because, you know, this is what they've been doing for a long time.
0: Right, of course, of course. And one of the questions that you mentioned early on, I could imagine that being a very powerful probably couple of sessions. tell me about like who you are, not necessarily your role, right? Because it feels Mm -hmm. like a lot of perfectionism is tied to roles. Like I want to be the perfect mother. I want to be Mm -hmm. the perfect therapist. I want to be the perfect Mm -hmm. daughter kind of Mm -hmm. thing. And like you described, those are all roles. Those are not things that are like inherent to me. Those are just roles that I play. Um, So I can imagine that may even be a struggle for people to divorce themselves of those roles versus who I really am. Mm.
1: Yeah. So how I teach that is, um, I incorporate the roles, um, in the sense that, so say they have, um, a sister, say their role is a mom. Okay. And so I say to them, okay, what does it take? What characteristics or, um, do you need to be a mom? And so they all identify loving care caring, thoughtful. I said, okay give me another role so then they'll give me another role in their life for example friend and then i'll say to them well what do you need to be a good friend and then they'll give me the characteristics so by them giving me those characteristics they start to see how um those characteristics are playing out in their roles versus their roles playing into their characteristics that's how i kind of help them and break it down for them Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah. That that does seem like it would be easier to manage in that way. <laughs> yeah.
1: Because they have, they can't, you know, it's hard for them to see it, um, to see who they are and the great person they are. So that's where the, the therapy comes in. And I think also once you start building, um, a great relationship and making a safe place, um, with, with clients, um, then I can also start to help them see some things and, you know, and congratulate them and things that they've done and then changes. And then they're like, oh yeah, I did do that. Oh, I didn't think about that. And then they begin to open up their eyes and see already who they are. They just didn't realize it.
0: So you've already kind of offered us some tips in explaining the way that you work with your clients, um, to help with this perfectionism, but are there other tips or strategies that you could offer to people who may be listening and thinking like, Oh, I can kind of see myself in what she's describing, um, some tips to try to manage some of this perfectionism.
1: Um, yeah, I did actually kind of mention quite a few of them, but, um, besides, um, you know, also, having a safe space. Some people don't have a safe space to share, um, so sometimes you might want to start creating that. And I always say to people, "People, are like, well, how do I know if people's safe?" And I was like, "Just pay attention to people, and how do they talk about other people? Do they speak highly of them or not highly of them?" And they're like, "Yeah." And I was like, "You know, for the most part, you guys know more than you think you do, and you kind of get that feeling if they're a safe person." and so you just gradually you know kind of say hey i'm having a hard day i'm having a tough moment um so those are some things Be like i said saying no to yourself and fighting through the fear um i don't know if people heard this saying um do it afraid um i do a whole bunch of things afraid like coming onto this podcast <laughs> it's <laughs> <pretty> scary <laughs> okay and, um, and I say this because, you know, I, I constantly um, struggle um, with perfectionism. You know, um, I was even mentioning to you, Joy, you know, I, I had a perfectionism moment and I thankfully had a great friend to um, talk to and, and share that. And what I realized is, which I'll share um, with everyone, is I have to be honest about um, what I need and what I didn't get. So, um, in this moment, um, and I was telling myself, well, I shouldn't feel like that, or I shouldn't want this, but no, I had to say in that moment, it was particularly, I just needed approval from somebody in that moment and they wasn't giving it to me, but I felt like I shouldn't even want that. this goes back to shoulda, woulda, could coulda's. So in that it's saying, okay, well, what do I really need? And that goes back to being honest with myself. But of course, if you're struggling with perfectionism, you don't want to appear weak. You want to appear like you've got everything um, together. But in that experience, it actually let me feel so much more free. And that's what we're going towards. We're going towards freedom um, in that, in being authentic, in being who you are, um, in in embracing those. So I, I, I don't know if you also wanted me to share some books that would be helpful as well
0: yes Um, absolutely all of your favorite resources (laughs) for people to learn more about about perfectionism
1: um so oh yeah before we talk about books journaling um just writing down um we always go back to this i think as therapists don't we (laughs) like (laughs) (laughs) but it's so powerful and i'm gonna say this i don't always do it but when i do do it i do feel so much better the things like um writing how you felt today and writing a gratitude list, what you're thankful for also helps you to be present. I think that's another big thing is trying to be present in the moment. Um, Turning off the phone to be present or turning off Instagram or or social media for the weekend. I do that um, just because I don't want to, um, you know, be connected and wired and comparing myself But um, some uh, great book is Boundaries by Townsend and Cloud. Um, That's a really, really good book um, for them to read. Like, it's so good. Um, Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown. And Brene Brown also has a TED Talk on, um, two TED Talks on listening to shame and the power of vulnerability. Um, She also has another good book, um, Daring Greatly. And for those clients, I do have clients, um, and, and, and people who are Christians. So that's, um, cause I help my clients because I've also been trained for that. And so for those who are Christian and cause I find there's a lot of parental wounds in the perfectionism, as we talked about, it starts from the family and one good book. And even if you're not a Christian, you can still read it, but it's called experiencing father's embrace by Jack Frost um is another one and also the a blog the father swap by kia um Stevens and is another good book a really really good book and for those um without bruises by Jillian Simmons it talks about her abusive relationship and i just want to um highlight on that because she was a it's a really good book and she was like a She's still a radio personality and so she was on the radio, you know, presenting herself as just having it all together and having a great life. But behind closed doors, she was in an abusive relationship Um, and very much more emotional abusive. That's why I kind of like that book. So I think that's a good book for people to read and realize they're not alone.
0: And you said the name of that one was without bruises
1: without bruises okay. mm-hmm, by Julian Simmons. And I, and I think that's, that's a really good one. So those are some um, good tips to start with.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a really good list. I mean, in the boundaries and the gifts of imperfection, like like many guests have recommended those so you can tell that those are like therapist favorites because several yeah. people <laughs> several people have already recommended those so that should indicate that those are actually really good ones to yeah. have on your bookshelf
1: mm-hmm. definitely 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 so that's just a good place to start and sometimes you know go back and read like bios autobiographies of people who you really admire and you will find that their lives were not perfect So. I think that's also helpful as well. If we have the expectation that life is imperfect versus that it's going to be perfect, it gets a lot easier to manage. Right. Yes.
0: So is there anything exciting going on in your practice, Bianca, that you want to share with people?
1: Um, Yes. So for those who are in Atlanta, um, I am got a couple of things going on. So in March which is March 24th um, you guys can find out this information on my website which I'll give to you as well and I'm gonna be doing a workshop called I love me some me and that will be talking about the self compassion as an antidote for perfectionism so that would be in Atlanta Um, also you uh, ladies can find me those who are in Atlanta at a sister siesta um, which is actually for black women and it's a monthly event um, you can find the information on Eventbrite a monthly event where women of color black women just come together and just we just talk on different topics and I just co-facilitate that with jumping with jazz with Jasmine which is a great event and everyone who comes just loves it because they just feel safe they feel they can let their hair down and they don't have to have this strong woman um, and be perfect in that so that's a good place where you can come in, and join in. And um oh and I'm also going to be preparing to do a group on um, parental wounds um which will start in mid March which would be a private um therapy group. So yeah. So this you're
0: going to so be very busy.
1: I am. <laughs> oh and I also wanted to offer the ladies um daily affirmations which they will be able to download on my website. Um and it's just daily affirmations that they can read to themselves, print out, and put in their mirror, like "I'm an amazing," "I'm courageous," "I'm kind," those kind of things, because so they can start to build up on their identity and start thinking about themselves and who they are. So, what is your website, Bianca? So, my website is bianca k hughes, spell h u g h e s dot com. And
0: any social media handles you want to share with people?
1: Yes. So, and if you don't get this, everything is on um, my website. But on Facebook and Twitter, I am authentically, and then it's the letter B and then the letter U. And then Instagram and YouTube, you can find me on authentically B-U. So that would be um, spelled B-E and then Y-O-U.
0: And all of this information will also be in the show notes so that people don't have to worry about missing any of that.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's hard to keep up with all this stuff, Joy. Yeah. Especially
0: when people are driving, you know, they can't make notes of this. So that's why I always like to include it in the show notes. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Bianca, and sharing a wealth of information. I really appreciate
1: it. You're welcome. And I really hope um, this helps the women, um, that are struggling with that. And, you know, because it's difficult. So I hope this helps everyone.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you, Bianca. You're welcome. Make sure to check out those incredible resources Bianca mentioned. You can find links to all of the books and videos she mentioned at therapyforblackgirls.com slash session 44. If you recognize yourself in this episode or feel like you learned something new, we'd love to hear about it. Please share your thoughts with us on social media and make sure to use the hashtag TBG in session. Remember that if you're looking for a therapist, use the therapist directory at therapyforblackgirls.com directory. And if you want to join us in the Thrive Tribe, where we continue the conversations from the podcast and talk about all other kinds of issues, head on over to therapyforblackgirls.com tribe and join us. To keep up with important updates and mental health information, make sure you're following us all across social media. You can find us on Twitter at therapy for the number four B girls. And you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at therapy for black girls. And please make sure that you're continuing to share the podcast with new people who have not heard of it. You can do that by texting them about the episode tweeting about the episode, or sharing the information about the podcast in your Insta stories. Thank y'all so much again for joining me this week, and I'm looking forward to continuing this conversation with you all real soon. Take care.